0: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org party today.
1: Change is the one constant in life. It is inevitable and it will happen to all of us at one time or another. Whether we like it or not, people and circumstances will change. We will get sick, loved ones will die, jobs will be lost, couples will grow apart, and children will move out. And when that happens, we are scared and sometimes lost. But here is the good news. Each one of us can write the next chapter of our life. No matter what we face, with the right mindset and unwavering tenacity, we can raise the curtain to a second act i'm joan herman and through my change your attitude change your life brand and second acts it is my mission to give you the tools inspiration and motivation to write the next part of your story and what a story it will be welcome to second acts i'm joan herman thanks for joining us it's been reported that the divorce rate in america is 50 percent for first-time marriages 67% for second marriages, and 73% for third. According to today's guest, Alana Pratt, what this says is that most people don't evolve from the first relationship. They didn't take the time to integrate the life lessons or to heal their wounded hearts, and so they repeat the same devastating pattern again. Alana shares her tips on how to find love successfully after divorce. She's a relationship coach and intimacy expert who is the author of six books on love and relationships. Welcome, Alana. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Oh, Joan, thank you for having me. And those numbers are absolutely accurate. And yet I've also heard with COVID, there was a spike, another additional 34%, so 50 plus 34, like a huge, almost 80% uh, rise in the divorce rate when people were forced to feel and face what they didn't want to face or feel um, when they were really forced to. So I'm here to support people in having those tough conversations, keeping their heart open for those tough conversations, because it doesn't necessarily mean divorce if you have to face that elephant in the living room. Sometimes the very worst can bring out the very best in us if we slow down, sit in the fire, and share our truth with our beloved
1: the statistics that I mentioned and that you just added to, you know, they're really alarming. And I'm a divorced woman as as well. So I have studied a lot of this and and I do hopefully know more than I did when my marriage broke Mm. up. But what do you believe are the biggest mistakes people make after divorce? Mm. Well, the biggest mistakes people make after divorce is
0: rushing back into a relationship to try to Soothe that emptiness inside rather than do the opposite, turn towards the pain, turn towards the wounded part inside of us and learn the lessons that were presented by that relationship that didn't work out. And that takes, well, it takes bravery. It takes humility. It often takes support like a coach like me or a therapist or a pastor or a priest, somebody that doesn't judge, somebody that can ask those intense questions and teach us to take 100% responsibility for our life, but not to judge ourselves, criticize ourselves, reject ourselves or our partner, because that just keeps the cycle going. Everyone's doing their best and including ourselves. And when we can have compassion and curiosity rather than judgment and denial, we really start to evolve.
1: Do men or women tend to jump back into the fire more quickly?
0: I coach both men and women, single and couples. And in my practice, the people that are attracted to me, it's pretty equal that both men and women jump back in too soon into relationships. The reason is, is stereotypically a little different. Most of the time, the men want to be appreciated and they want touch. And a lot of times the women, and this is a g- generalization, they want that safety that someone to exhale into. Um, and so the, the reasons might be slightly different. But the main um, core reason is the same, that no one has really taught us how to sit in our own discomfort. No one's really taught us how to navigate intense emotions and integrate them, heal them, process them back to that place of calm, peace, peace centeredness from which we make great choices, from which we can hear our intuition. And I, I have had two divorces. I didn't do the work after my first divorce. And I just wanted someone on the outside to make everything on the inside feel better.
1: Do you think, um, as you and I both being divorced women, do you think that The opportunities that are available to women today, being in the workforce, being more educated, moving up the ladder, do you think that plays a role in the increasing divorce rates? Yes, absolutely, because in the
0: quote-unquote olden days, a man was a plan. But now that we can absolutely fend for ourselves and create magnificent wealth, it gives us choice. We don't have to, out of desperation, be with somebody because we can't make it on our own. So that's positive. The other side of that when we when women have autonomy sovereignty, is that we can often judge the softness of our femininity, judge the um, surrendered, letting go capacity of our feminine power, and we actually become I believe too masculine, too driven. I can do it myself, and we often close our hearts and are afraid to surrender, let go, and have a beautiful a symbiotic relationship where we can still knock it out of the park in our in our careers but we allow ourselves to be open surrender and be held
1: and let go. And I know that you believe that divorce can actually be a gift that it can be a portal to self-realization and I know in my life that's the case even with all of the pain of the divorce and you know it's not something anyone really wants to go through I believe I'm a, a different person today because of it. Because when I got married, I you know, I was groomed to be a wife and mother. That was how I was raised. It was what I was to do. And and I got married young and I fell into that role. I was and it was even before that. I was always this subservient good girl. But I really mm. embodied that role of trying to be the perfect wife and mother that I lost myself along the way. I lost who I yeah. want who I was, what I wanted to accomplish. So it was only through the divorce that I launched my companies and I started this work and I really grew into the woman I could have been, but I didn't allow myself to be. Mm, mm.
0: I so hear you. And I'm just wanting to jump through the phone right now and give you a big hug. <laughs> good, for, good for you for being willing to see how the very worst could bring out the very best in you. Um, and see, I like to say my ex-husband is my greatest spiritual teacher because he uh, was a catalyst for me to look at my shadows and do my work. I believe there's a, a, a new way of looking at relationships before. It's like, can you find your soulmate? But a lot of times, and this is just semantics, but the idea is I believe a soulmate is like you complete me and our wounds attract one another. Finally, I'm appreciated. Finally, I'm approved of. But when a divorce happens, if you do the work, it's our job to approve of ourselves. It's our job to appreciate ourselves. Our happiness is our job. It's not another's responsibility. So then instead of soulmates, we can become whole mates. And in fact, I have a dating app and I call it heart mates. So that two whole people, two people with healed hearts come together and they give from the overflow. They're not completing each other. They're complementing one another. And they literally can ignite the best in one another from wholeness, not from emptiness. And so some of the mistakes we make after divorce is, I I don't need anybody, I'm good on my own. Yes, that's a good first healing step. But then as we we move into relationship again, we no longer look to be completed, we no longer look for them to make us happy, and we, we do our own inner practice consistently you don't stop once you're in a relationship again it's like a plant you bring the plant home you don't stop watering it right so we right. take care of ourselves as a flourishing plant from which we give from the overflow to ignite the best in our partner and this is magic because two holes that hole is greater than the sum of the parts that extra light and inspiration and evolution is really i believe meant for the planet meant for humanity, for consciousness, so that you can be an inspiration
1: um, to those that, that need it during one of the most difficult times in history. Lana, what do you say to the person who post-divorce defines him or herself as divorced? I, I was watching the movie It's Complicated the other day, and, mm. and there's this great line where Meryl Streep is speaking with Alec Baldwin, and she says to him, You know, it took me 10 years to get my balance back. I no longer feel divorced. I'm just normal. So what do you say to that person that can't find that equilibrium? Mm, It's a great question because our
0: identity, the point of view from which we see ourselves, literally creates our reality. And so I remember back on my first divorce, my mother said to me, turn off that sign above your head, please. And I said, what sign? She goes, it's blinking. It's too bright. It says failure, failure. Mm-hmm. And that's what I had made my divorce mean, that I had failed. And so as I started to do the work and I grew and I got grateful for all the lessons, I let go of the identity of failure. I let go of the identity of being divorced. And as you're alluding to it, now I can just be. I can just be me. Mm-hmm. And that is what I mean when I say whole mate or heartmates, like my app. This is our job is to come back to wholeness. And wholeness is, is often misunderstood as perfection. I am not talking about being perfect. I'm a hot mess a lot of the time. <laughs> and I'm also extraordinary at what I'm extraordinary at. So there's a compassion and a patience for my wobbly parts. And there's a celebration and appreciation of my mastery. And so I can be with the light and the dark. I don't need to justify and prove I'm good enough, but I don't need to hide or be ashamed. I can just be vulnerable. And this is when you really get to realize vulnerability is actually our greatest superpower. It's just been misunderstood as a weakness, but it's far from that.
1: Well, like you just said, you know, it's okay to be a hot mess. People think... You know, it's like with any type of grief, and this is grief, you are grieving. They think that there's this moment where the light switch just flips and everything is great. And, you know, I can tell you, I'm eight years post-divorce, and sometimes I'll be walking through the supermarket, and, you know, I might look at a a grocery item or something, and all of a sudden my eyes tear up. And it's okay to have that happen. And Mm. hopefully it happens with less and less frequency, but it's not a bad thing. Mm, thank you for saying this because we, that moment when we're triggered, we
0: can't create on top of an emotional trigger. And we often try to stuff them away. Hip, you know If you imagine little you inside of your heart, the one who tears up, the one who gets wobbly or insecure from time to time, the old me used to have that emotion arise and then I would push it down as if I was hitting little you with a two-by-four and shoving her in the closet thing. Don't let anybody know. But now it's different. I, I learned that we can't create or destroy energy. We can transform it, though. We can be alchemists. And so when that emotion arises in the grocery store, when you see an item that reminds you of a, of a time with your, with your ex, Go towards that, breathe into it, lean in, because if we can stay present with that energy and not judge it, not fix it, and literally have the energy of, I will sit with you, little wobbly sad part, for eternity, if that's how long you need, I got you, I love you, there's nothing wrong with you, I'm here, I acknowledge you, I validate you, if you can be that compassionate way with yourself, that energy begins to transform into the wisdom that the lesson learned. And so we're no longer trying to operate on top. I call it like sprinkles on top of the ice cream cone of crap. (laughs) We don't try (laughs) to push away this anymore. We literally begin to embody and integrate these lessons into a new baseline, a new zero point where that that trigger no longer triggers us. And that's when we know we've done the work, Um, when we can stay present. We still might feel an emotion, but we can stay present, heart open with ourselves. And then we can give that gift to our partner and stay present with them. It's always about becoming the one to find the one or awaken the one we're with.
1: So we've been talking about divorce. When, when I opened, you spoke about the pandemic and these new statistics of what's going on within relationships due to all of this uh, quarantining and being trapped together in the home. And yeah. <laughs> using the word trapped, I mean, maybe I should find a better word, but, but being together in the home. So let's look at this dynamic from two different angles. The first one being, what is this doing to relationships that are already in trouble? Um, What is it bringing to light? And then the second point, is there something we can do to salvage those relationships so they don't end up in divorce?
0: Yeah, great questions. The ones that were never really meant to be or they'd completed their sacred contract, a long time ago but they they just didn't want to deal with it the gift of being quote-unquote trapped is that you can't run away anymore you can't just get on facebook you can't just leave on a business trip like you've got to face it and the good news is you can learn to consciously uncouple you don't have to blame each other in order to leave you don't have to have an affair in order to leave you can literally sit down in gratitude and say, thank you for everything I've learned. Thank you for what you've shown me. And and say, and my truth is, I'm complete. And you can be grateful. I'm better with this because of you. I've grown here because of you. And these people that I've been coaching, these couples, we've gotten to a place. And, and it's taken a few months. And there's been a lot of um, intensity. And they didn't really want to stop blaming each other. And they didn't really want to take full responsibility for their life. And they didn't want to stop criticizing themselves, like there was a lot of steps we went through, but we've come to a place where they are okay, that, that that the 10-year marriage is complete. And from grace, they are creating a co-parenting relationship where the home is no longer this toxic, you can cut it with a nice energy for the kids, that they can show we still love each other. It's just a different kind of love now. And mom and dad are now in separate houses. And each of them are jo- more joyful, more free, more aligned, And it's okay that each parent, parents differently. There's a gift in doing it this way, and there's a gift in doing it another way. So we've had some amazing breakthroughs of peace and flourishing when they um, finally released each other. On the other side, there has been a bravery to salvage what they had. I was literally just talking with a new couple a few days ago, and I had asked the gentleman, does she see your essence Is she respectful of why you're on the planet? Does she feel like wind in your wings? And he was like, No, that's what's been missing for the last 20 years. And she's a great organizer of my business. She's a great mother to our children, but I don't feel deeply seen and safe. And she, when I spoke with her, she said, Well, he's just off so creative and flitting around. I have to be the banks of the river, I have to keep this family together, I can't surrender. I can't be feminine and flourishing and juicy and radiant because he's crazy. And so it was really quite amazing to see what if each of you are the catalyst for your greatest self? What if the challenges that you're, uh, or annoyances are actually your greatest learning points for your own evolution? And so we got to a place where he could be a little more grounded and, and she could be a little more open. And they're really looking at like a phase two of their 20-year marriage for another 20 years, where they see each other as their greatest gift to awaken, rather than their greatest annoyance to kill off.
1: And I think working with someone like you really can make all the difference in the world. Because listening to you, I think that if we had gone to an outside person who could see it with a new set of eyes, a new pair of eyes, and, and you know, lead us through some exercises. I, I think the relationship could have been salvaged. It's just we couldn't do it on our own, and we couldn't see it on our own. So I think that that's right. a wonderful point you make about, you know, whether with someone like you or or anyone who can help, um, it's having someone teach you how to look at your love, the other person, in a new way, you know, to, to push mm-hmm. all of that stuff, away because after so many years of marriage you become the nag and the person who's this and that and it's really just finding that love again finding that the, just seeing that person for whomever he or she really is yeah it's
0: well said because when our point of view creates our reality and we think we know who they are already we're not even listening were actually not even present. And another couple that just started to work with me, they have this uh, consistent pattern of conflict and this need to be right and dominate each other. And then they have these moments of winning, but the other one lost. It's a win-lose way of communicating. So I got them to communicate in a way that I call a dyad. And all you get to say when it's a very sacred container, it's like 45 minutes, you go through certain questions. But when you go back and forth sharing, The person that just heard says, thank you. They're not allowed a rebuttal. They're not allowed to say, yeah, well, when you blah, blah, blah. Nope, you just say thank you. And thank you doesn't even mean I agree, but it means I heard you and I understand. And it was torture for these two to just go, oh. Thank you, because they just wanted to annihilate each other. And that ability to just listen and not be right, they began to process all of this righteousness and lack of control and, and sit with themselves. And then all of a sudden, they got to actually hear each other for the first time, actually learn. Not, we don't have to have a, a winner and a loser in this conversation. What if our goal was understanding? And that was it. And I said, what are, the, what are the statistical probabilities that you actually agree on everything? <laughs> Zero. Like, that's not scientifically possible. Mm-hmm. So you've got to learn the capacity to agree to disagree, to see the blessing in the differences, to go, hmm, how could we co-create this together in a way that both of us could win? It was like a totally new point of view that took a lot of humility and bravery, But they're starting to get it. They've only been working with me for a month. But they're starting to realize that it has nothing to do with the other person. The other person's just the trigger. They've actually got some inner self-love issues, worthiness issues to, to deal with that they've never slowed down to do because they've just been busy fighting all this time.
1: Alana, with the pandemic, how does a person even date today? What does that look like? (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh I just I gotta say Joan I just met somebody last weekend so I'm in a really okay good so how right did you now. do it <laughs> <laughs> well one I'm it's very funny but I created a dating app so I created it for my clients but like secretly in the back I thought wouldn't it be great if I met somebody as well And it'd be good <laughs> marketing
1: if I if I did
0: I I was actually in Costa Rica last weekend at uh, an event and it was uh, a choice to to go I had to You know wear my mask through all the flights etc and navigate how do I feel about being around people and and I met somebody and so what I would say is to meet somebody vibration is everything and our vibration is our thoughts our actions and our, our are we healing our wounds so I wouldn't I really recommend I recommend my app Heartmates and I recommend you be with communities that talk about health and well-being consciousness healthy communications, uh, values that align with you about giving back to humanity. You, you want to find your people. You want to find your tribe. You want to date not in a mass millions of people, in my opinion, on an app, but those people that are up for meaningful, deep, conscious communication that lasts. That's where you want to immerse yourself and then let go of the results. Let go of the attachments. my whole tagline of my app is become the one to find the one you don't want to go into a situation dating from emptiness and he'll complete me or she'll complete me that's neediness or desperateness um, and that's a vibration and you're going to attract a like vibration so so get yourself in a community start practicing communication be authentic be your your real self which is a vibration and allow a community to have your back at those moments where you are feeling wobbly or crying in the grocery store as we were were saying where that's okay that's not judged so you continue to show up as your true self and that's when you unexpectedly bump into
1: someone quite aligned with you because you're being your true self the book is Finding the One is BS Becoming the One is Brilliant and Beautiful if you'd like to get more information about the app or Alana and her work you can visit alanapratt.com Alana thank you so much for joining us I really have enjoyed speaking with you
0: Oh, likewise. Thank you for your vulnerability, your amazing questions, and for us being able to be of service to your community. It's been a privilege.
1: Thank you for joining us. I hope you found the show informative. At Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided is the opinion of our guest and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, cyacyl.com. That stands for Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. While on our site, subscribe to our mailing list, check out our articles, magazine, book club, and be sure to follow us on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in.